0: podcast. This is your host, Bill Snow, and I'm bringing you another episode with a great story of a motorsports journey that I hope will inspire you, the listener, along their motorsports journey. And how do I share those stories? Well, I have people on the podcast that have decades of experience or maybe even hours of experience, but either way, they have a unique story and perspective that I know you will enjoy. And on today's episode, I have Camp Teague, who's gonna share more about his motorsports background. And although he's a young man, he's already starting to do some pretty cool things. And I know you are gonna take some great things uh, away from this. So big shout out to Atomic Autosports for uh, being a sponsor of the podcast. Anyone that has a car uh, that sees the track or autocross in Northern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania, you need to check out Atomic Autosports and uh, get atomic prep so you can be on the podium. But let's throw the green flag on this episode camp. It's great to have you on.
1: Great to be here.
0: So where are you sitting right now?
1: Currently, I'm sitting at Prescott Auto Reserve. It's a facility that stores high-end cars and you you can train on the simulators here. We do go-kart and autocross events and it's just a really cool spot to hang out at.
0: That's fun. How do you get to hang out there? What's the connection?
1: Um, Well, I just made a bunch of friends through the local community and turned up here. They mentioned it to me. And so I came to check it out. It used to be a local sports facility that they converted into this really cool facility. Um, so that's just kind of how I ended up here, just through word of mouth.
0: That is awesome. And there's so right off the bat, we're, we're only a minute in and there's a good lesson there, network. Talk to people, get connected because you never know where it's going to lead and you get to hang out at a pretty cool place. Yes, sir. Um, But uh, you also, what do you do for work?
1: Uh, I currently work for Ford Performance Racing School, um, and what I do, I'm located in Asheville, North Carolina, and we work with the STSUV program. Um, and so what we do, we teach people how to do evasive maneuvers, we do an autocross every day, um, and just kind of teach them about the car, you know, the bells and whistles.
0: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it's a good time.
0: Good deal. And for, just for the listeners that might not see you on uh, the video if they don't watch us, how old are you?
1: I'm 19.
0: All right. You're already off to a great start at 19. Where do you, you know, professionally, we're going to talk about professional racing and all that in a minute, but professionally, what, what are some of your goals? Where do you hope to go?
1: Um, well, you know, I'd love to stay in racing as long as I can. You know, I want to see where this driving thing takes me. Uh, but at the same time I'm in school, I'm working on a degree in sports management. So whatever I can do to stay in the industry is kind of my overarching goal. But, of course, the main focus would, and want would to be a driver.
0: Gotcha. Where are you going to school?
1: Uh, I'm currently online at AB Tech. It's a local school here. Um, yep, just doing some online courses and just trying to knock out the prereqs I'm still a sophomore. And I'm
0: just... Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, good luck with all of that. And uh, I'd say you're already off to a good start being connected Thank up you. with Ford Performance. That sounds like a fun gig. Well, tell the listeners a little bit more about your motorsports background and your car background. Uh, when did you first get get this bug?
1: So, you know, it's actually an interesting story. I don't come from a car family at all, um, which a lot of motorsports people do. Um, I was born in a small town in Hattiesburg called Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and the thing that struck it off for me, the first movie I ever watched in theaters was Cars. Um, and my parents will tell you to this day that they regret it. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, gave me the bug. And when we were, I was about five or six, I moved up here to North Carolina and my parents made some friends with some doctors that were into motorsports, big into Porsches and just track days stuff. Um, so I went to the track days with them and learned as much as I could. And so I, that from then, I just kind of knew I wanted to be a driver. Um, like it's something I always loved. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of always been a thing for me. I've always loved cars and always loved how they work and how they sound, and you know what they can do. So it's just been something in me since I was young, for sure.
0: That's great. So what was your your personal first on track experience?
1: Ooh, first on track experience that I can remember, just riding as a kid um, was Road Atlanta in a Porsche GT three, all black. Um, I remember because you know I was riding shotgun and it was a six speed manual. I thought it was so cool. And he let me reach up and grab the shift knob and pull it into fourth gear. And so I was just above and beyond excited. So, you know, it was, it's a core memory for sure.
0: That's really neat. How'd that come about being able to do that?
1: Just through my family friends. Um, you know, they they trailer their cars down there and we just happened to go. And it was just kind of a parade lap. And they said, why don't you come for a ride? And I said, heck yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um so what car do you drive every day? What's your daily driver?
1: My daily driver is a 2019 Toyota Tacoma.
0: And let's talk about you behind the wheel. When was your first behind the wheel on track sure. or autocross?
1: Uh, it was actually VIR. Um, yeah, we did like a. I for a period of time, I went to school about an hour north of VIR. Um, and so I spent a lot of weekends there, probably more than my mom would like me to. Um, but um <laughs> Yeah, so there was a BMW 5 Series that I made a few connections down there. They just let me get on track during just kind of a track day event. And so, you know, that was kind of my first experience was in a Lemons M5.
0: And then what would you do after that?
1: After that, um, it was straight to Champ Car with at VIR in the Crown Vic.
0: Tell me about that. How 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 did how did you get connected up with a, a, a Champ Car team that runs a Crown Vic?
1: So I started, like you said, networking is a big deal. I started networking and I met this guy named Kyle Lockrow, um, who invited me to Carolina Motorsports Park. And so I went and I watched and I learned as much as I could about how Champ Car works and endurance racing in general works. Um, and so just through learning that I, I learned about Facebook groups and I connected through this, this, with this group, um, that was willing to let me drive being so new, um, to let me drive this crown Vic. And so that's just kind of how I connected with them. And it was a really, really great time. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: And for those that you don't know, Kyle Lockrow has been a previous guest and he's also led some of our iRacing sessions that we've done, uh, helping to coach, uh, a few folks, including the Rad Air Racing Team, before we went to certain tracks. So I'll put a link to Kyle's show in the show notes here in case anyone wants to get back to that. So, yeah, again, listen, now we're on the second part of networking. It's that's helped you get on track. So um, walk me through that race weekend. What was that like?
1: Nerve wracking, to say the least, you know, because, yeah, i had been on track and I thought it was super cool. But the first step of competition, it brings a new factor to it, right? And so I I was a little bit nervous to get out there on track for the first time, Um, but it it went really well. I enjoyed the people that I was working with. They really were great to me with how new I am. And um, yeah, it it was a really awesome experience at the end of the weekend.
0: Great. And that was this year, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Did you do any other races other than the VIR Champ Car?
1: Yes, sir. I did CMP here not too long ago.
0: Ah, what was that? What was that? Same thing, Crown Vic.
1: Yes, sir. Same car. He uh, <laughs> yeah, sucked. It was. A, it's a really great car to drive, especially for younger drivers, beginners. It's long, you know, easy to control, and so it, that that team is a really quality team to start out with.
0: Very good. And any other 2023 events?
1: Uh, No, sir. I I mean, I've done a few stock car events, but um, with seat time racing school and just kind of learning the stock car side of things. But in terms of racing, no, sir.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about the champ car experience. And I do want to talk about the stock car seat time experience as well. Um, So you went from relatively very little track activity, right? Yes, sir. To behind the wheel of a champ car. Most people would be very intimidated. Um, how did you put those butterflies aside? How did you strap in and say, okay, I'm going to figure this out?
1: You know, it's, I had butterflies the entire first time I was out there for sure. It's not something you can really get over. It's something you just have to charge at and conquer it as you're doing it. Um, but yeah, I went out there and it it took me a few laps, but you know, you kind of figure it out and you can get going and it's just, it's really fun. It's a, it's a good time
0: yeah so um, how many stints did you do that weekend at VIR I did two alright so one Sun, one Sunday one Saturday
1: kind yes, of thing I believe so yes sir
0: yeah good any what would be your advice to you knowing now what you know back when you were starting that race what's one thing you wish you would have known
1: mm, one thing I wish I would have known is uh you know, listen to, listen more to the advice of the people around you. They're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to help you. Um, you know, I, I was nervous and kind of taking the the slow line for sure, but they actually told me to ramp up the aggression because it'll keep me safer in the long run. Um, so, you know, listen to the more experienced people around you for sure.
0: All right. And did you take that advice then to CMP?
1: I did. I believe so. Um, may have cost me a little bit at CMP. Uh, maybe a little too aggressive, but um, I did. Definitely turned it up a little.
0: All right. How'd you guys finish up in both races?
1: Um, at VIR, we finished second. And at CMP, we finished in, I believe, sixth.
0: Very good. That's respectful. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Um, so this year you also did some stuff with C-Time. Did you call it said C-Time Experience?
1: C-Time Racing School. Yes, sir.
0: Race, oh, racing school. Where do they come up with experience? Um, so what is Sea Time Racing School?
1: Sea Time Racing School is a stock car racing school where they travel um, to local tracks, um, kind of in the East Coast area, um, where you can go ride along and learn how to drive a stock car. It's pretty pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. What do you like better? Do you like the oval or do you like road course?
1: You know, I think I'm still learning a lot about both to kind of make a decision on where I am about that. But, um, I'm, I'm really am enjoying both sides a lot.
0: Yeah. They all, they they both have different characteristics. Um, both require about the same skill set, but both fun.
1: Very. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What, uh, what do you have planned for 2024? What's the goal?
1: You know, we don't have a set schedule yet, um, but, you know, we want to race as much as we can in champ car, um, and just do it, do as much as we can with media and, you know, whatever we can do, you know, that's what we're going to try to do, whatever we're capable of doing. Um, yeah, no set plan though.
0: Any, any carding, uh, You'd be doing any karting or anything for seat time or just strictly looking at champ car and maybe some of the seat time racing school
1: in terms of competition, probably just champ car this upcoming season.
0: Very good. How far will you travel for a seat?
1: I will travel as far as the money takes me.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk to you and Kyle about some of our, Seats that we'll have available in 2024 and see if one of the races works for you. Um, going from rear wheel drive to front wheel drive, people get about out of, out of we race neons. People get out just giggling really? because they're having such a good time. Yeah. They're, they're, they're little cars. They're just a blast to drive. So maybe we can come up with some seat time for you yeah. up north. Um, so how do you go about planning your season? this is, to me, planning is a very big topic for drivers and racers because you just can't wait till March and say, okay, here's what my season looks like. I mean, the planning really starts now. So how do you as a driver go about trying to figure out what events you're going to do, how you're going to do them, how you're going to pay for them, how you're going to approach sponsors and partners?
1: So yeah, like I said, it it really just comes down to budget and what we're capable of doing. Um, I know we've got some stuff in the works coming up soon. Um, but yeah, you know, it's all about just scheduling the budget more than anything. And that's just kind of, you know, where the money lines up is where we can go.
0: This is true. It takes money to race, doesn't it? It sure does. So as you were getting, um, behind the wheel and starting to do some champ car events and starting to talk to people, I'm sure a lot of people were giving you advice. What's some of the best advice you think you received? I know you hit earlier, listen to those around you. What other advice sticks out?
1: You know, a lot of the advice they they were giving me, they're just, a lot of it was just about my aggression. You know, I was very timid coming out and you know, the aggression is important because if you're not aggressive and you take the slow line, you're going to get yourself hurt. Um, you know, and they, they taught me a lot about breaking points. I was breaking super early and, you know, you're not supposed to do that in a race car. And like, you know, you're supposed to go into the corners hard and, you know, stuff like that. How to be safe more than anything. You want to be safe on the racetrack. You want to do well for your day and you want to keep everyone else's day good. You know, you don't want to ruin someone else's
2: day.
0: Yeah. If somebody were asking you for advice... Um, let's say they say, Hey, I, I saw you on a podcast or heard you on a podcast. I want to do this. What advice would you give to them?
1: Network, talk to people, go to the tracks. You know, that's the most important thing in this world today. It's networking and media, um, you know, talk to people, get to know people. I know it might be intimidating. Um, but if you don't ever, if you don't try, you know, the answer is always going to be no.
0: I love that. If you don't try the answer is going to be no. How do people learn more about you? Are you on social media?
1: I am. I'm on Instagram um, and Facebook.
0: Any YouTube channels?
1: I have just started a YouTube channel. Yeah, just kind of getting rolling on that.
0: It's interesting. A lot of drivers will have a YouTube channel that has nothing but their view, whether it's off of a Catalyst or a Smarty Cam or a GoPro. And that's not a bad way to promote you're racing. Yeah. So, and, and here's a couple of things. So potential sponsors and partners can see it. Your friends and family can see it. I've talked to a driver over the weekend who he knows nobody watches his in car footage, but he does. And that's how he spends his winter. He puts it on YouTube so it doesn't take up drive space and he'll go and he'll watch certain tracks and certain laps and just get that ingrained into his head about what he could be doing better. Um, Gosh, there was another, I was just going to say another thing about using video. Um, well, if it comes back to me, but you know, there's, there's lots of good opportunity to use YouTube to you know talk about who you are and what you do. And I'll just say from the, our, our Braid Air Racing team, our sponsors and partners love to go and look at, you know, sure we can send them pictures of everyone smiling, having a good time right. at the, at the track and their car in the background. They kind of want to see what's happening. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they see the person with the drive, you know, with their suit on and, and wheeling and dealing through the turns that, uh, gives them a, a better perspective of what's, what's happening at the track. Um, do you do any i racing? So sim racing, I know they are Prescott you do, but, um, do you any i racing?
1: Uh, no, sir. I use R factor, so it's similar, but not exactly the same. It's not the same platform, but, um, you know, it's as close as I can get. It's what I have available. So yeah. But R factor, yep. It's a good one.
0: Gotcha. Uh, how about go-to resources? Let's say, you know, you want to learn some more about car handling or car setup or making yourself a better person driver. Where do you go for resources?
1: Forums, um, Facebook groups, you, know, you can ask a lot of people about stuff on there and, you know, YouTube, it's a, it's a resource. You know, I watch a lot of Kyle's videos and how he drives the tracks. Um, the information he gives is really important. He's a incredibly talented driver. So I I enjoy watching him for sure.
0: Yeah. Like I said earlier, I mean, on the iRacing stuff, uh, he was super, super helpful about, you know, Hey, handle this turn that way. When you, when you get to the facility, you're going to want to look for this. Um, how important do you think coaching is to someone that's at your stage of their driving career?
1: Very, um, because it's hard to go in blind. You know, if you don't have people in your corner, um, it's difficult for sure. Um, but having people to learn from that have gone before you, I've always found to be important in life in general. Um, so yeah, it's, it's valuable to have people to teach you. It's good to Mm -hmm. be a learner.
0: Absolutely. I know you're still figuring things out in terms of stock car ovals, road racing, but if you were to project out 10 years, and you're suiting up for a race as a professional. What do you think it is?
1: You know, I'd love to be IMSA. I think it would be great. Um, you know, of course, of course, that would be the dream. But
0: That would be, that would be awesome. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, before I ask our uh, final question, is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to?
1: Um, we've hit on a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like we've hit most of my journey.
0: Yeah. Well, this is great catching you so early in the journey because we're going to be checking in with you as time rolls on. Maybe we'll have you and Kyle on an episode together at some point here. Um, so now it's time for the final question and that is, have you ever been late to grid?
1: (laughs) This is actually really funny on Saturday. Um, I was actually with, a, a late model team that I was helping out with and we had people crowding around us because we were so late. we were like trying to get the car done trying try to get it out there. We almost missed it, but oh yes, we have been very late to grid before.
0: <laughs> was there any penalty?
1: There was no penalty. We got it right at the last second.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing how sometimes it just happens that way. Yep. You're thrashing and then you just get there in time, but luckily you did. Well, Camp, it was great having you on. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes to your social media handles. Um, of course, like I mentioned, Kyle's episode as well. And let's keep in touch. Let's, uh, let's you know see you along your motorsports journey. We'll have you back on at some point and uh, get some updates uh, with you. But thanks for being on the Late to Grid podcast and sharing your story.
1: Thank you, Mr. Bell.
2: Well, I don't know about you. But the takeaways I took from this episode with Camp include networking. Uh, That is a topic that has come up so much in my conversations with guests about how they've advanced in motorsports and become better. And even, as you heard from Camp, got his first on-track activities. Also, if you don't try, the answer will always be no. How powerful is that? So, I'm interested to know what your takeaways were, though. Uh, Send me a message. You can DM me on any of the socials for Late to Grid or send an email to bill at atomicautosports.com. I want to give a shout-out to the show's sponsors, LMS, EFI, and ETC Coaching. Don't forget, Michael has that offer to save you $100 on your first strategy session with him The link is in the show notes. Also in the show notes, I have a a link to Kyle Lockrow's episode. That's how Camp got uh, his on-track activities, was networking with Kyle, as you heard. Also, uh, Chris from LMS EFI, sounds like he's heading to PRI. Some of the Atomic Autosports crew will be there, so if you're walking around PRI, be sure and keep a lookout for LMS EFI as well as the Atomic Autosports crew. If you get a chance, I would love a review of the podcast wherever you're listening to this. And don't forget to tell a friend. The off-season is here. You're probably wrenching on your car. And
0: get it done sooner than later so you won't be late to GRID.